Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Sales with Bob Graham and Brendan McAdams. Uh, today, Bob and I are talking about how to think about your proposal, next step in the sales process. So we're going to dive right in. Thanks for listening. Hey, Bob. Uh, it's another episode of Let's Chat Sales. I feel like we do this like what, once, twice a week. I love it. It's turning into that. And so I wanted to use this as a session to talk about proposals. It's kind of the next step on that whole. You made it sound like a, like you were coming to therapy. I want to use this session. <laughs> I find these conversations rather therapeutic in the sense that they allow me to, to kind of think out some of this stuff that I know, some of my sales experience, a lot of it is just internalized. And this is a way to kind of, you know, think about it and articulate it in a way that's useful for other people. And in the process, it helps me to further define my thinking process. So it is a little bit therapy. Well, and it's valuable for me. And I told you this a couple of weeks ago, a lot of the things we've discussed and a lot of the things I've read in your books and in your blog posts have been really helpful to me as I do sales functions. Well, thanks. You're, you're, you're awfully generous and you are my sidekick. So you kind of have to say that. So, so it's obligatory. <laughs> Just so we know. <laughs> yeah. So how much of this can we use? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Greatest question ever. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back on track here. I want to talk about pricing and proposals. They tend to get people all kind of clenched up and nervous. The way I like to think about it is the proposal is like so many of these things is the natural progression in a sales process. If you're going about it in the right way and you've done your discovery and you've developed trust, then you've probably got a pretty good idea what the proposal should look like already. And more importantly, I think the customer has a pretty good expectation of what they will be getting in the way of a proposal. Or in terms sense? of a solution to the problem, right? The solution to the problem and also what they might expect in terms of the cost as well. Okay. Because if in a discovery process, you've done a decent job of evaluating how your product fits in with what their problem is and solves their problem. And you have some metrics in terms of the value that your product will deliver and it doesn't deliver significant value, measurable value, then you're probably at a point where you ought to step away and say, hey, listen, I, we, this is not a fit for us. We can't really solve your problem and move on. But if you can, and you've been able to, in the discovery process, figure out that there's a good fit between what your product does and what they need it to do, and it delivers a significant value, then you, you kind of know what your price ought to be, or you at least have some range. You, you have two issues here when you talk about metrics, right? I would have the metrics of my company and how we've helped other people. Right. But you also ideally understand the metrics of the person you're talking to or the company you're talking to, what their value is on solving the problem or what they've invested in solving the problem previously or how much of a problem it causes them, right? Because I think that's part of the proposal process is really understanding their metrics as much as your own. Exactly. So yes, you go into this with some knowledge of previous customers' success and what they've been able to see out of your product, at least hopefully. Early startups, you know, this is new territory. So you're, you're using this customer to help you determine what that value is. But either way, the discovery process is still the same. And that is you're trying to learn enough about what the product does and how it works and how it can address their problem so that you can have some measurement as to the value that they might hope to recognize. And as you do that, some of the questions that come up in the discovery process ought to be, what's the value of this to you? Like, how important is this? And these sorts of things will help you when it comes time to put the proposal together. 
Yeah, when they say it's Q3 and you're in the middle of Q2, yeah, that helps you know that this yeah. could move pretty quick. I had someone tell me a couple of weeks ago, this is my number one priority for the year. Yeah. Yeah. And right. they know that there's pain or there's or there's gain and they know what it is and and they can probably put a dollar value to it. And so it, it doesn't harm you to say, what's this worth? How difficult a problem is. And, and at some level, you can kind of do a back of the envelope estimate yourself. Like, does it remove headcount? And can you right. put in a value on the headcount that it removes? Or does it, in, it open up a new market? And how big is that new market for them? And if their current revenues are $10 million, for example, or a hundred million, and this is a new market that's worth, you know, that's worth, that's 10% or 20% of their current business. Now, you know what the value is and now you're working back from that. And so then the, the question becomes, what percentage of that value are you entitled to? And a you lot know? of those discussions come organically, right? It's right. not a checklist of tell me how much pain this problem causes you, causes you. Tell me how much you spent last year on this problem and couldn't solve it. Tell me how many man hours you've lost. It's not that. It's much more like, what would happen if you had this solved? Right. That's where I like to start. You know, if I, if I could solve this problem for you, what would that do for your company? Oh, yeah. that would allow us to start doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, really? Tell me about that. And you're writing those things down because yeah. those things end up in the proposal in some way or another. Here are areas where we can impact. Here are a few of the key areas. You've talked about this, this area, you know, this department, here are the cost savings, here are the, here are the revenue gains, add those up. And, and that should be somehow or another reflected in that proposal. And as you're doing this, you're keeping track of these things and you're getting buy-in in terms of agreement that, that there's a certain amount of value to be accrued. You're not forcing them into an agreement. You're asking questions and, and getting to acknowledge that there is value. And when that proposal comes back and they say, oh, it's too high, you know, it's way too much money. You can say it would, with complete uh, righteousness, so to speak, <laughs> why? Why is it too high? You know, you're going to gain $2 million a year over this proposal. We're asking for $300,000 in software and so forth. And, and, what's the justification for charging less? Right. And, and that's a legitimate question. That's something to keep in mind. As you collect these, these data points, you're in a position where you can say, hey, you're making money off this. This is going to cost us this amount of time. We have support. We have software development. We're doing this integration work. Whatever it is, this is why the price is what it is. And it's one-fifth of what the value is to you in terms of revenue, in terms of savings, whatever that is. One of the things to keep in mind when it, when it comes time to pro get a proposal is oftentimes people lose sight of the fact that whatever that value is that you're generating for them, it doesn't go away at the end of a month or a year. It, it keeps accruing. So that ROI is often computed over the course of a year, return investment over a period of one year, say, but they're still getting that additional revenue and additional gain. Not always. Sometimes there's one-time cost takeout and then you got to compute for that. But in many cases, that, that value keeps going. And so that's something to not lose sight of. I, I think the other thing about this approach that you're advocating that makes perfect sense is that it also helps the people who are your advocates within a company yeah. sell it to their leadership because yeah. you're playing excellent their point. script. Yeah, excellent And, point. and, and when yeah. you have to go to the CEO with the employee who you've been working with closely and the CEO is like, Oh, wow. Yeah, this is exactly what's in our annual report. Yeah. It looks like you're embedded in their company culture much right. more, which right. I think increases that no like and trust factor. Hugely. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think this is the point you're making as well is, is you're actually educating your customer on how to sell it internally for other people. So you're, you're giving them the language and the evidence, the case studies and so forth to make the right decision. To, really to parroting it. what they told you. Right. Yep. And so you're, <laughs> you're, you're just compressing it into a two page proposal. Yeah you're, yeah, proposal. You're, yeah. you're just putting it in a coherent, bite-sized, digestive form that communicates the value elsewhere in the organization. And so that's one of the things about the proposal you have to keep in mind is it's going to travel beyond your customer, your direct customer. So it has to, it has to sell itself. It has to communicate the message and you can't make assumptions that someone else that hasn't been part of the dialogue, but maybe part of the decision-making process needs to be able to have that information. It has to be spelled out well enough. So it can't be $500,000 paid in 30 days. You know what I mean? It's got to have a story around it. It's got to have evidence. It's, it's got to be a freestanding sort of document. I, I also find it's really helpful if you can have your advocate that you've worked closely with, with on it, yeah. look at it before it goes yeah. into the mill. This is the most, one of the most important tips I can give in terms of proposals. When you send a proposal, send a rough version of that proposal to your key customer and it's, it's plastered with the word draft or it's an initial proposal or here's a working proposal and it may not even have the numbers in it, it right. you know but it has the framework and the approach and it's got some of the evidence and some of the timelines usually timelines and include. details all the things that they need to see and if you can get that to them relatively early and then and say listen here's it here it is i'd like to get on the phone or Zoom call, whatever, and and walk through it and clarify some things and find out where we're missing anything. That's an opportunity to ask who will be seeing this and what will matter to them. Because at this point in the proposal process, hopefully you've gotten to the point where you've got a customer who's motivated to see this through. It solves the problem. I'm convinced that you're the right solution. Now we're just figuring and out. And I've invested a lot of time in you at this point. Yes, exactly. So I really don't want this to fail because then I've wasted 38 hours of my life. Right. For no right. reason. Right. Exactly. It should be that first version that goes out should be a draft and it should be to someone and it's confidential and it doesn't have typos, but it might have empty paragraphs or it might not have dollar values in some cases, whatever the things are, you want to confirm stuff. This is a working document. And you're on the same side of the table with your customer dra drafting this thing and figuring this thing out. And that way you can start to trial balloon things like the, the, the cost, the range. Here's what we're thinking over this period of time. Right. And then, you know, right then and there, oh, this is non-starter or that's in line with their expectations. So that's, that's just essential. The other thing I would say that's critically important, and this is a mistake that salespeople make all the time, is they, is they provide a proposal, they provide pricing, too early. If you're dealing with any sort of complex product or a complex solution, the proposal is going to reflect that. And so the mistake I think a lot of salespeople make is they put together a proposal and share pricing before they adequately know what the value is to the customer. And the customers will want to say, well, so what's your price? Well, I don't know what you, the price you say. I don't know what we, I don't even know what we're doing yet is, right. would be the answer. We have to understand more about your business. Well, I don't want to tell you about my business. How are we supposed to tell you what it's going to cost? We don't know what the engineering is. We don't know what the integration is. We don't know what features you need or what software, whatever the, the components are. And, and so I think the mistake a lot of salespeople make is they don't stand tough. They don't stand 
uh, firm on the fact that, hey, listen, I, I need to understand some things before I can propose a solution. Or confident, right? Confident right, right. that, hey, yeah. I'm going to find right. a solution for you. We're going to get to a solution and you're going to want to pay me the value. It's, right. it's interesting. When I do, if I go through a process you've articulated well, yeah. price is not what usually slows things no. down. It's usually, no. oh, we were hoping to get this in 120 days and I propose at 180. You know, and those those are the types of things because the money is really already kind of embedded in it. Yeah, these are important kind of conversations to have and these important kind of positioning to have for you to have because if you do this properly, you've basically negotiated the deal. Yeah. And so and the only what's what's left is the legal stuff. Yep. Right. And that should be a relatively straightforward process if you've got the proposal and you've done the right things in the proposal because it's setting expectations. It's laying out the framework for the relationship and, the, and an understanding of what each person's doing. And you've taken a measure ultimately of what your customers like to work with and what you would like to work with. And that, if done right and reflected in the proposal process, it makes the contract negotiation. Uh, a fait accompli, if you will. So just it's very, very straightforward. Again, another just another step, a natural progression in the deal. Well, Good. let me summarize real yeah. quick, Brendan. Sure. So I think what you've basically said is if I do the discovery process really well and really understand what my customer wants and needs and how that how this will serve their purposes, yeah. the proposal is not just easier to create. It's more of a collaborative effort with whoever my advocate within the company is. And that's going to ultimately make it easier for it to be sold within that organization, no matter where it lands. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Good. I was paying attention. Yeah. Well, I think we, I think I get, we think we wore this out a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we got, we got some ground. We, we, I think we covered some good ground. Yeah, I think so. I All think right. there's some really good suggestions in there. No, thanks, Bob. All right. Until next time. Okay. And that's another episode of Let's Chat Sales. Uh, thanks for listening. And please uh, feel free to share this with anyone who might benefit. And if you want, and we would appreciate this, if you might leave us a review. Thanks again.